0: The other day my wife and I are heading back home after visiting relatives about an hour east of us and um, they're in they're, they're uh, in Stanley County, Oakborough. well technically Frog Pond or Big Lick I forget Wait, those are places I'm not kidding. at any rate. We were on our way back and we we're coming through Charlotte and I believe we were somewhere around I85 when we noticed all of this we thought was fog. It's all this fog all over the place. I realized that's not fog. That's no moon. No, it, it was smoke cuz you could smell it. And fog doesn't smell like that. But it didn't smell like um like it didn't smell like a campfire. Because I know what that smells like. I've camped a whole lot. Also, from when we had the wildfires uh, in Western North Carolina uh, several years ago when I was living up there and it was like in a perpetual state of smokiness, uh, every time I, I, I turn my vent on in my car now, and it's been, I don't know, seven years, six years, um, every time I turn the vent on in my car, I get that, the, the whiff of that, uh, the kerosene scent you know like the tree burning scent and i like it so it's not bad and it goes away immediately but I, it's always that always the reminder i lived through the wildfire i mean i didn't live through a wildfire it was near i could like i, I could see like smoke all over but anyway um we're driving through and like that doesn't smell like regular smoke like campfire smoke what is it and christy thought it smelled an awful lot like uh uh like off of an a 18-wheeler, like that brake smoke or something, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've never really smelled this kind of smoke. Well, it turns out it was kind of sort of an 18-wheeler smoke product. It, it wasn't like from the brakes or anything. It was that apparently a bunch of Eritreans uh, lit a truck on fire. Yeah, I, I, that's got to be what it was. I wasn't even aware of this until the next morning and I was reading through the news and I was like wait, why do we have competing factions of Eritreans fighting cops? I don't understand. Apparently, so Eritrea is a country in East Africa as I understand it and uh for some reason they uh they 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 are in Charlotte and they do not like each other very much. So they were having an Eritrean cultural festival at a costume place, which kind of, I don't really know what to make of that, but they were having some festival or some cultural deal, and then some other Eritreans show up and they're like, we hate that president back in our home country, our native country, we hate that president. And the other was like, well, we're okay with them or whatever. And so then they just, they start beating up cops. I think that's what happened. I think, as I understand it, that was... Let me see here. There are a bunch of different stories. Let's start here with the uh, foxnews.com. The Charlotte Mecklenburg Police. Yeah, we made national news for this. We are a world-class city. Look at us. Oh, man. We have immigrant riots going on in our streets. we are world-class, everybody. Achievement unlocked. The Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department said eight people were arrested Saturday during a 10-hour, quote, protest and standoff that stemmed from an Eritrean, quote, cultural event. Clashes erupted between rival groups of Eritreans, and police confirmed that officers trying to disperse the unlawful crowds were attacked by people wielding sticks, rocks and other items crowds also set a tractor on fire in north carolina's largest city and police seized a total of two firearms over the course of several hours show of hands here how many people think uh anybody's getting deported over any of this they made eight arrests the incident first began shortly after 11:30 in the morning okay apparently these eritreans when they have a, quote, cultural event, I mean, they go all day. This thing lasted almost 12 hours in, like, the parking lot of a costume shop. So, I, look, I'm just giving you the information. I cannot explain these things. I'm I'm just giving you the info. Um So, 11.30 a.m., CMPD's Providence Division responds to what is called an unlawful protest happening in the parking lot of a business hosting an Eritrean cultural event on Monroe Road. Quote, protesters were on private property and were spilling out into the road, which prompted officers to close Monroe Road. Dispersal orders were repeatedly given to protesters throughout the duration of the protest. However, they refused to disperse. Charlotte Fire and Medic responded to assist. This was at 11.30 in the morning. Then, a little bit after 3 p.m., so four hours later, CMPD bike unit officers attempted to move the protesters out of the streets. Apparently, they have not been told whose street, our street. Quote, several protesters threw objects and pushed back against the officers. Officers then deployed pepper spray, said CMPD. Multiple protesters and officers were treated on scene for injuries related to the pepper spray. Police said during this time, a female protester struck an officer, and when they took her down, uh, they found a firearm on her person. She was charged with inciting to riot. Yeah, she's already out. No, I don't know if she is. She probably is, though. She was also charged with failure to disperse, injury to personal property, and assault on a government official. What about the bringing the firearm to a demonstration? That's illegal in North Carolina. And every concealed carry permit holder knows that. Shortly after 6.30 p.m., dispersal orders were given against, uh, given again as protesters began blocking the entrance to the private business hosting the cultural event. That's when CMPD's Civil Emergency Unit was deployed to disperse the crowds. This is now 7.30 at night. And the officers were met with violence. And then that's when they intentionally set fire to a nearby tractor trailer. Charlotte Fire Department quickly extinguished the fire and contained the scene. Shortly before 9 p.m., officers assisted with allowing the cultural event attendees to leave the scene. 9 p.m., they went till. Protesters remained on scene initially, but then dispersed a short time later. By the way, this is not the only place this has happened. Apparently, rioting is something that these Eritreans are doing all over the world. Yeah. It's, th- th- I don't know. I don't know why. There's some references here in the piece uh, at Fox, as well as WSOC. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to get John on here. but before- Hang on, before we go to Pam, John, welcome to the program. Yes, sir, John. Hey, Pete, how you doing? I'm all right, sir. What's going on? All right. It's President's Day. I got to give you some crazy presidential trivia. Well, how much the trivia are we talking about? Huh? How much trivia are we talking about? Just one fact. Oh, but it's okay. Amazing fact. All right. The 10th President, John Tyler, has a grandson that is alive today. He was... the. John Tyler was 75 when he had his youngest son. That son was 77 when he had his son, who's alive today in his 80s. It's like a 212-year span from the time John Tyler was born to his his present-day grandson. That's crazy. That's That's nuts. Yeah, three generations. You can win any trivia question at a bar with that. That's nice. That's interesting. Thank you, John. I appreciate it, man. Have a great President's Day! All right, yeah, you too. Happy President's Day if you celebrate. Let me see here. Where was I? Oh, well, the Eritreans. That's right. Um, the North Carolina unrest. So this, uh, these, uh, uh, the conflict and the uh, the roughhousing and whatnot, and the lighting on fire of the uh, uh, tractor trailer. Uh, it happened the same day that rioting broke out between two rival groups of Eritreans in the Netherlands. This is what I say. Like, we have achieved world-class status. We are just as important to the Eritreans as the Hague. The fighting is the latest outbreak of violence at Eritrean events all across Europe, actually. Dozens of people, including at least 26 police officers, were injured during unrest surrounding an Eritrean cultural festival in the southwestern German city of Stuttgart. Back in September, 2023. A fight later on that month between Eritrean government supporters and opponents in Tel Aviv led to violent street confrontations among African asylum seekers and migrants. Months earlier, a clash at an Eritrean festival in the western German city of Gießen left 22 police officers injured. Tens of thousands of people have fled Eritrea for Europe and Charlotte, many alleging they were mistreated by the repressive government of President Isayas Afwerki. The conflict underscored deep divisions among the members of the Eritrean diaspora between those who remain close to the government and those who have fled to live in exile and strongly oppose the President Afwerki. Okay, so, wait, why if you love a forky, why are you, uh, why are you fleeing? Why flee a forky? If you love a forky, you love the government with the forky in charge, why, why flee a forky? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I understand the people that are like, I hate a forky. That, I mean, they, I get that. Why they wouldn't want to be there. They would be, you know, seeking asylum somewhere else. All right. So that, that was Fox News. I'm not really clear yet on the, not really clear yet on these two different groups. So let's see WSOC TV in a piece by Glenn Counts. Ah, Glenn, good reporter. He's going to get to the bottom of this for, for me. Um. Doo, 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 doo. Here we go. One of those groups was those who supported the government of the tiny African nation of Eritrea. The other consisted of those who claimed the president of that nation was a brutal dictator. Okay, so we got the same. We have the same division spelled out for us here. Okay, quote: A lot of Eritreans when they come to America, you see them in two groups. They either become law-abiding citizens who are pro-American, pro-justice, and pro-democracy, or they turn into extremists who support a dictator. Who are anti-American, anti-peace, anti-democracy, and anti-justice. We love our country, we love our president, we die for our country. What which which country? What um I'm unclear. Are you talking about Eritrea or are you talking about America? Because if you're talking about Eritrea, I'm unclear how you can be all like pro-American but then say I'm going to die for the country maybe maybe they are talking about die for America maybe that's it cuz I saw some video and there was a lot of people they had American flags that seemed to me to be the pro America Eritrean people but now apparently there are some other protesters this other group that are not pro American or maybe they are cuz they're here and they're just being they're being typecast maybe they're being they're being defamed By this other group of Er Eritreans. Look, guys, I really, like, I don't care. You know what? I don't care. Stop burning stuff in my city, okay? How about that? All right? Just shut up and stop burning tractor trailers in Charlotte, okay? Everybody get along. Give a flying Fig Newton about your Eritrean protesting. Okay. There are a number of things that are the birthright of Americans. First and foremost, it is... That we shall know no geography. Worldwide or American. That is one of our birthrights. Also, we do not need to know the metric system. I don't make these rules. One of the other things, though, is that I don't have to care about the warring factions among Eritreans. I don't care what your beefs are with each other. I really don't. And... If you really love your president, a 40, a 40, half a wordy, a wordy, a 40, if you really aren't a 40 aficionado, then go back there. You should not be in Charlotte. You should not be asking for asylum in Charlotte if you've got the president you want in your home country. Very simple. Greg says, Pete, uh, it seems Eritreans are fleeing to the Netherlands, Germany, and Mora. <laughs> Does seem like that? And for people who do not know, Mora is the uh, Monroe Rama Road area. So would it be Moray? Mo? What do you, uh, John Moore? How do you pronounce it? You're you're local. How do you pronounce it? Do you call it Rama Road or Rama Road? uh Rainbow road roma that's what i thought Raymond road yeah, yeah yeah so moray Ray. like Mor- the eel moray like the oh word. there you go is that like, the one that killed the crocodile hunter not sure okay because if so oh, i mean like that could be a negative but you could also like market you could do some marketing for the district for the area you could have intramural sports teams and stuff called the Stingrays and that sort of thing. There's so much more in Moray. There you go. You Ooh. got even. You even have a slogan. Wow. Look at this. We're just givers here. We're just like showering Moray with all of these uh, branding solutions for them. I mean, aside from the, you know, hotbed of Eritrean and rioting. Aside from that. Um. Yeah, I'm not a fan of these. Uh, not a fan of all of the, the the branding of the intersections like this. What's the Freemore West? Is where we are. Is that what we're in? The Freemore West. We get way more letters than Mo Ray. I don't know why. Oppression, probably some sort of supremacy going on. I gotta believe. I don't know. Mo Ray gets Monroe Rayma Road, so they get M O and R A. So they get two letters from each of the fir- each of the words, the first two letters of each word. It's like Benifer, whatever, or J Lo. But with Freemore West, we get what? We get free out of freedom, more out of Morehead, and West. That's not West Boulevard, is it? It's West Side, maybe. West Side. Yeah. Well, how come it's not then Mo Ray East? Mo East. Maurice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. And what's the other one? The uh, Well, because it all started with the Loso, right? Isn't that where this all started? Loso, Lower South End, which it, like, it already had a name. It was called South End. Already had a name, South End. There's a whole area south of the Center City, Charlotte. Center City's got an area. It's like Center City. They got the fourth ward and the wards and all of that. They, they don't need any more. I'm reminded of a buddy of mine from Rock Hill. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, he was trying to, uh, much like I uh, have been waging a campaign to make Votainer happen, he was trying to make the DLB happen. You know what the DLB is, Rock Hill? John Moore, you know? I do not. DLB, no, Tom? Dave Lau Boulevard. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right? The DLB. Because that's the sign that you're a big city is when you have a road that just goes by the initials. Like the LIE is the Long Island Expressway or the Seaford or Easter Bay Expressway is the SOB. And that's just what everybody calls it. I'm not kidding. That's what they call it of their southern – well, they actually – they call it the southern state. But – other roads are different. Deer Park Avenue? No, they actually, they call that, well, I have heard it referred to as DPI, but not really a lot. Anyway, so the DLB was, and he's been trying on that for like 30 years. So what I've just, I, what maybe what I've just done helps advance that cause just a little bit. The DLBs, heading down the DLB. Anyway, I don't know, why, why am I even talking about Freemore? Mo-Ra, Mo-Ray. Oh, no da was the original. That was the original, no da. Uh, Greg says I'll allow noda but all the other areas are just trying to be like noda loso Moray etc cetera, etc cetera. just stop it that's right noda was the original because it was North Davidson note the difference just one road there there's not an intersection that they're trying to to make like hate Ashbury you know it's Nodah, North Davidson. It's a very long stretch of road. You could be on North Davidson for a while. And and, and Nodah was like, at the time, Nodah, I don't even remember how they got the branding of that, but there were just a bunch of artists that lived there. It was real run down and back in the day, right? And, uh, and then it kind of got improved because all the artists started painting everything, you know, as artists do and um they painted the houses and stuff and everybody's like oh i want to live near these artists because they paint stuff and then uh and they you know they sell their uh their painted rocks and stuff on the sidewalks and all that and so um and then they had the 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 place where people would play music um and so everybody then wanted to move there because it was you know it was still affordable at that time and then i remember i was like well maybe i can buy a house there ha ha no you can't way too expensive at that point so uh, you know, people were buying mill houses for $300,000 20 years ago. Shotgun mill houses and then tearing them down and building mansions and stuff. And then, of course, then all the artists flee and everything else. It's just gentrification all over the place. Anyway, um, but, like, that happened organically. And people called it no da, And then I think it was mainly because the No-Dah, right, didn't they have the neighborhood theater up there? Like, that's, like, that was it, I think. I saw Doc Watson play there. And his, uh, the guy that was playing with him, it's like a younger guy. Doc Watson is now deceased, but he was a you know folk music, bluegrass icon. Anyway, the guy that was next to him. And he was a phenomenal guitarist, but he's a jerk. Because um, <laughs> somebody in the audience kept calling out a song for him to play. And finally, he just, like, yelled back at the guy, like, like was nasty. to. Him. And he kept resetting his story. He's sort of like, I like train songs. Do you like train songs? And the guy was, like, yelling out train songs. And so every time this dude with Watson would reset, I like train songs. Do you like train songs? And the guy would yell out another one. Then <laughs> he'd do it again. He just kept doing it. And finally, the guy was like, do I come to your place and yell at you and blah, blah, blah. And he started, like, reaming the guy in the audience is very uncomfortable. And there's just like this awkward silence, and then, I like train songs. Do you like train songs? This is a train song. And then he finally got to finish his little thing, and it wasn't even funny. It was just like an intro to a train song. Anyway, I don't remember the guy's name. He had blonde hair and glasses. Not John Denver, who I have also seen in concert. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Here's a Pete tweet Does the unfair and unconstitutional ruling by the judge in New York against Donald Trump mean that every homeowner? who asked for a higher value for buying, refinancing, or selling their home is now liable for some sort of fraud, even if there were zero complaints or unfairness by the purchaser? That's a good question. Do you ever list a home for higher than it's actually worth as what somebody might be willing to pay and it's a lower price? So if you ever ask for, like if you ask for $400,000 but you end up selling the house for 350 does that mean you committed fraud what if you ask for 400 and the buyer comes along and says uh i don't know if it's worth 400 how about if it's worth 350 and then the bank is like no it's it's yeah that's fine it's worth 370 so yeah we'll write you a loan for the 350 is that a fraud can the bank go after you it's a good question dad i don't know yeah, that was a tweet from my dad. Um, Michael Mann, this is from Michael Scarns, not Prison Mike. That's a different person altogether. Michael Scarn says, Michael Mann has now surpassed NHL equipment manufacturers and has become the leading producer of hockey sticks. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, in case you were not aware, ICE has plans to do a mass release of thousands of illegal aliens. Yeah, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, uh, they are justifying this plan by stating that it needs to cut detainee holding capacity. Karen Townsend, writing at HotAir.com, says uh, that they're blaming it on a budget shortfall. The shortfall would have been funded if the Senate foreign aid package uh, would have passed rather than Uh, the House refusing to bring it up for a vote. Okay, so uh, here's the quote. Four officials at ICE and the Department of Homeland Security who spoke to the Washington Post claimed that this is due to a $700 million budget shortfall, which allegedly would have been funded under the $95 billion foreign aid package scuttled by House Republicans for failing to address the border crisis. According to the Post, the bill would have provided $6 billion in funding that would allow ICE under President Joe Biden's policies to continue housing illegal immigrants at detention centers throughout the nation. These detention centers, as I understand it, these were, um, uh, right. These are like rec centers. Like kids are showing up to play baseball and stuff. And now they're not, they're not able to play at the rec centers. Um, the bill's demise has led ICE officials to begin circulating an internal proposal to save money by releasing thousands of detainees and cutting detention levels from 38,000 beds to 22,000 beds. The opposite of the enforcement increases Republicans say they want, end quote. Okay, so that's from the Washington Post. So this is all obviously part of the narrative that is being constructed and, and with the hopes that it calcifies... Before the election that the problem at the border and the problems that we are now seeing in all of our cities due to the the waves of uh, immigration that have been occurring for the last three years, that this is all the fault of Republicans who have not actually been in control of anything to do with the borders. In fact, it's been the president and the rollback of policies and executive orders at the executive level and the refusal to enforce the law and in fact, litigation to prevent enforcement of law by the Biden administration over the last three years. House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee, pointed out that the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, has consistently requested fewer ice beds year after year. I think it's due to global warming. Fewer ice beds. Sorry. <laughs> no, but Mayorkas is asking for a diminishing number of beds for Immigration Customs Enforcement and consistently fails to fill the beds that Congress funds. So instead of treating enforcement as a hostage negotiation where, you know, give us more money or else, Majorca should do do his job, just do your job and follow the law. Um. Oh. oh, this is funny. Lee in Haywood County says he was at that show. He was at the Doc Watson show at the Neighborhood Theater in Noda in Charlotte. This would have been, gosh, early 2000s, 2001, 2000, 2001 time frame. So Lee, who's now up in Haywood County, Lee was at the show, and has named the jerk that was on stage with Doc Watson. Should I say the guy's name? I don't know if this is true. I don't want to get def- I don't want to get sued for defamation here. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he's done any graphs with hockey sticks. I don't know his position on climate change. Hang on a second. You know what I should do though? I should check and see. Let's see. Uh, I'll Google his name, Jack. La- oh okay well all right so his name is apparently uh jack lawrence and i'm gonna i'm gonna google him with doc watson and i'm gonna see if any of the uh yeah that looks like him all right okay so i think that was him yeah that's him right there Uh uh-huh i remember Mm Hmm. thank you lee uh melissa oh fdr drive there's one for you that's true one of the abbreviations look we call out jerks all the time on this program right why should jack be any uh any different you know no special treatment here all right stick around brett winter up next i'll see you tomorrow happy president's day don't break anything while i'm gone